Here's a news flash. Surprise, surprise. Well, look at you. The whole world is watching for my next move. Oh my God! Times have changed. There are no rules. You're gonna love it. Hi, and welcome to Skip Intro, the podcast from Binge, all about the world's best television. Each week, we're here to discuss the biggest new shows on Binge, along with our dinner party recommendations. My name is John Bohm, here with Ali Herbert Burns, and together we look after the great TV and movies that you see on Binge. Ali, we're not big on the, like, themed episode, but it it is Valentine's Day this week, and we are talking about two sort of romantic comedies. Well, yeah, I think the theme's more let's make people laugh. Yeah. I feel a bit romantic. Maybe it's a post column from accounts. Everyone wants a more comedy yeah. episode, but you're right. They've both got a bit of love theme to them. We're talking about a brand new British comedy series that comes to us from Sky in the UK, and it's called Romantic Getaway. And then we've got Starstruck, which is a series that joins Binge this week for a couple of years ago, actually. Some of you might have seen it elsewhere, but it's awesome. We loved it. And in a party recommendations, the things that we point out to our friends as the little gems on Binge. Awesome. Well, let's head on a romantic getaway, shall we, Ali? Why not? Oh, get it out. I want to see what 50 grand looks like. There you go. It's less exciting than I thought. So we stole 50 grand to pay for IVF. We're wondering if you accept Bitcoin. What? I can clean the money. I help you. You help me. I know what you did. You have to deal with it, or I will. You mean, um, this isn't good, fellas, but yeah. British comedy stalwarts Catherine Ryan and Romesh Ranganathan starring the new rom-com thriller Romantic Getaway about a, about a couple who steal from their boss, played by Johnny Vegas, to pay for IVF treatment. Quickly spiralling out of control, the heist and its unexpected turns lead the duo on a highly bingeable and cliffhanger-filled season of television. Ali, if you may have heard in my voice after the word thriller, there was a bit of a question mark there. I'm not overselling the thrillerness of it. It's it's definitely a comedy, but there's some there's high stakes. There's there's a high stake rom com, which is I think rare these days. Yeah. So first of all, this couple work together, which that maybe that's how they met. I don't know, but that's kind of first jeopardy because they choose to steal the money for their IVF from their boss. So I suppose a lot of the hijinks and the tension comes from the fact that they are trying to cover up to their boss that this has happened. But it's not like they've just outright, I mean, they have outright stolen from this guy, but they kind of deservedly so, you could argue, because he's a bit of a douche. Uh, he's been promising them bonuses that he hasn't come through with. They really, really, really need the money. So they decide to kind of take what I think they think is theirs. <laughs> I'm sure there's a genre of television, but the genre is definitely like good people doing a bad thing or like goodish people doing a badish thing. Because obviously they're a couple, they just want to bring a new baby into the world. That's a great thing. They can't afford to do it. That's a bad thing. They have a terrible boss who's not going to miss $50,000 from his accounts. Why don't we steal it from him? This isn't a spoiler, but in the first episode, they accidentally steal a lot more than the $50,000. Accidentally. Well, well, Accidentally on purpose. Um, They accidentally, well, you know, the Bitcoin to British pound conversion got confusing. Um, They accidentally steal a lot more than they needed, which brings just another layer of jeopardy and confusion to the series. And yeah, it's kind of a hijinks issue from there. I think if you've ever watched any British comedy panel show, even if you don't know their names, you will be familiar with Catherine Ryan and Ramesh Ranganathan. They are 
Taskmaster stalwarts. They are eight out of 10 cats, does countdown guests. They've been on QI. They've, they've just been everywhere and they have great chemistry. It's great to see them together on something scripted and something a bit different to the, the usual panel show stuff that they're so well known for. Like I said in the intro, every episode's kind of got this cliffhanger or this twist. And yeah, you kind of just want to barrel through it, which is why we're really excited that we're dropping the, the entire first season all at once. We've actually got, which is really exciting for our, the binges out there, a big new deal that we've done with Sky out of the UK. So we're going to be seeing a lot more of their great slate of comedies and dramas. This is kind of the first one to hit the platform and the deal's just started. So yeah, check out Romantic Comedy. All episodes of Romantic Getaway are streaming for you right now on Binge. This has been escalated to an official fraud investigation. <laughs> you need to run your laptop in. It's gone. No way! a really stressful time right now. Robin Hood, baby. Let's steal this car. You're going like eight miles an hour. Written and starring Rose Matafeo, the BBC Three HBO Max co-production Starstruck follows a 20-something New Zealander in London who, after a one-night stand, discovers she slept with an A-list movie star. Oh, my God! How could you not tell me this? I did. What do you do? I'm a nutter. Oh, no thanks. Tom Kapoor is a famous actor, and you're a little rat nobody. Harsh, but it's true. I am forever a stain on his sexual history. I <laughs> Ali, this isn't a brand new show. People might be familiar with it. Hopefully, they're familiar with Rose Matafeo. She's a brilliant, brilliant talent. Kiwi. Kiwi, who has, who's written this with a close collaborator of hers. And we're thrilled to have two seasons of it coming to binge. It is on paper, a rom-com, ordinary person on New Year's Eve, kisses a guy and goes home with him, wakes up, turns out he's an A-list celebrity. This isn't the first time that story has been told, but it's just done so well. Rose has such a voice that she brings to it. The chemistry between the two of them is amazing. The A-lister, unsurprisingly, is a very handsome young man. And yeah, I just, I loved being in this world. I'm so glad there was a second season so that we could see where it went after the sort of initial first season. We've both been so in deep in Colin from Accounts, which I think there's a bit of a crossover, a bit of a thematic similarity. So if you liked Colin from Accounts, absolutely check out Starstruck or vice versa. But yeah, I just, I loved being in this world. It's a pretty quick binge. It's just sort of two short British style seasons. I love that we've got it on binge and another sort of fun, easy rom-com. I totally agree. What I loved about this is it's set in London. And so, so anyone that's been to London, traveled to London, wants to go to a London, you just get a really lovely slice of life of London in this, which She's like a millennial in a slightly dead-end job, she, you know, a bit like that generation that find themselves on gap years or, you know, having their kind of London stints like so many Australian and Kiwis and people do. So it's really authored from her point of view. But I just, I love the the romantic element, how two unlikely people come together and their lives crash in and, and make it happen. So great actors, great talent, so watchable with the extra added bonus of a bit of slice of London life. So so happy we've got the two seasons on binge, like you said, must watch. And I don't know if the fancy pantsy Google rec recommendations built into binge would spit this up as a recommendation after watching Colin from Accounts. But yeah, it's certainly something that will be right up your alley if that's what you like. Yeah, if a cute little dog brought our two leads in Colin from Accounts together, a slightly different scenario that, that brings the two leads of, of Starstruck together. But it's still that sort of fun world of these two people who necessarily weren't ever meant to run into each other, running into each other. And then 
Rose Matafeo's character being this New Zealander and then obviously being paired up with this like A-list celebrity who's, you know, doing a press tour for sort of a Marvel style film and they're sort of clashing worlds. One of the really funny scenes, and again, it's not a spoiler, but she's at his apartment and like goes to take the garbage out and the press are all outside like papping her, like paparazziing her. Like in Notting Hill. Yeah, except they like stop taking photos because they assume she's the maid because like she's <laughs> she's not the traditional, you know, what the Daily Mail expects to be a, the... Glam- I'm a puss kind of yeah, d- yeah dating, dating the celebrity so there's yeah there's like this clash of worlds and fish out of fish water, out of water. And <laughs> yeah it's it's again in the same way colin and so many of these other shows are so well authored by sort of single or sort of duo voices starstruck feels just so beautifully authored and genuine from rose's voice and I've already mentioned it once this episode but rose matafeo first came to my attention through taskmaster and if you'd love her in that or if you only discover her in Starstruck go and watch her season of of Taskmaster because she's just delightful in it and yeah and we should just clarify we kind of inferred it with the fact it's so authored by her but she has created written stars I don't think she directs but yeah she's a total triple threat and she takes this character all the way through yeah series yeah I don't think this is the last we're going to hear of of Rose Matafeo and this is a series that's been picked up around the world was made by ABC and the BBC originally I think um but it's gone out on HBO Max in America as well so yeah it's um it's great to see her success from it so Highly recommend. Yeah. And just one more reference, because it's just popped into my mind. I can't believe I've forgotten it, is Fleabag. So if the world of Fleabag is something that that you enjoyed, Starstruck's absolutely in, in that world as well. So please check it out. Starstruck, two seasons, streaming now on Vintage. When people see us together, it's like one of those, you know, weird animal friendship shows where you see a Labrador and a hedgehog and we're friends and everyone's like, oh, that's not right, that's weird, but okay, if it works for them, great. People don't think that. Obviously, you would say that you're the Labrador. Okay, well, John, for dinner party recommendations this week, uh, you're such a romantic guy. I assume you've just got a long list of romance films or stories you want us to tell or are you going to give us something completely different? Uh, I'm going to talk about something more powerful than than romantic love and that is the love between two friends. (laughs) I'm very, very single and I need to pretend that my platonic friendships are just as important. So I'm going to talk about a brand new sitcom that we've just dropped all three seasons of on Binge. Um, Well, it's actually not brand new, but it's brand new to Binge and I love it and it is called Difficult People. Jesus! That's going to be a great photo. Take a picture of a cab. Why don't you watch where you're going? This redhead, could she take her picture? I don't know. Who takes the bus? Oh, I'm not touching that camera. I don't want swine flu. Oh, you idiot! My God, you're a grown man on a bike! Does the soup have any dairy? And I'm cold. Can you turn down the air conditioning? I don't know, but what fun question. Oh, yes. Such so, a good show. this is another, like, one of my all-time favourite shows that is just one of those, like... Diamonds in the Rough that I know not enough people have watched and really passed. Hasn't it taken you two years to get this onto binge? I know, I know. I'm surprised. I've been working from day one. You've slowly just brought them all over, all your favourite shows. Yeah, okay. And now So I'm really, really excited that more people are going to be able to watch Difficult People because everyone I've introduced it to in the past has loved it. Um, It really, you know, genuinely felt ahead of its time, but I haven't explained the show at all. So it's created, starring, and written by Julie Klausner, who is a US comedian, but she stars alongside Billy Eichner. So I'm sure people are very familiar with Billy Eichner from Billy on the Street and his recent leading role in Bros, that... Mm. gay rom-com that just came out 
And this was a Hulu sitcom that they made three seasons of, did kind of fly under the radar, but was definitely a cult favorite. And I say this very genuinely in this comparison. It is like it's Seinfeldian. Like I watch this and I think... I really wish they'd given this a few more seasons because I feel like it would have blown up. But you watch these episodes and you're like, these feel like episodes of Seinfeld, like in the best possible way. So Julie and Billy, the characters, are these like struggling New York comedians. So that's one of the Seinfeld (laughs) similarities. And they just are going from job to job. They're like doing their best to get published on BuzzFeed or to get meetings with HBO to try to make a show or like ripping off Hamilton to make another stage musical about a different US president. So it's got all this great pop culture references, but also it's just like fun day in the life stuff of two people trying to get by in New York. So yeah, it might seem like hyperbole to say if you like Seinfeld, you like this, but I think it is a genuine comparison. But maybe sort of closer comparisons might be things like Hacks or Broad City or 30 Rock. It's like, it's that world. It's that style of comedy. There's three seasons. good. There's three seasons. And the other thing that I love about it, and which I think gives it that little extra bit of like gravitas, is some of the people that either guest starred or were involved in it. So it was executive produced by Amy Poehler, which I think is a pretty cool endorsement. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to rattle off some of the guest stars before I stop talking about the show. But um, it had <laughs> it had an amazing string of guest stars. So Julianne Moore, Seth Meyers, Kate McKinnon, Debbie Harry, Tina Fey, Lin-Manuel Miranda from Hamilton, Martin Short, Patton Oswalt, uh, Lucy Liu. So yeah, had this had great guest stars. So many reasons to watch. Yep. Difficult people. Gosh, this is a good episode. There's some really good tips in this episode this week, John. That's yep. awesome. So all three seasons dropping at once? Yep, yep. When I talk to someone about that's, that has seen it, it feels like we both have this secret that we share because <laughs> we've both seen difficult people. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping there'll be more people who will finally be able to talk about this show with me. So Become difficult. Yeah. There you go. The ultimate dinner party recommendation for me. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it, love it. I would love for you to leave now. What are you going to do for a bartender? We'll get a robot. You know who you look like? A really beaten up young Sherry Lewis. Thank you, Mr. Short. I can't wait to die! Oh, Oh, excuse me. The show's over there. All right, well, I'm really sorry to break the theme, the love theme of your episode. My reason putting this one in is because I love it so much but there's a there's a show that started dropping on binge just after Christmas season three of a show called Happy Valley. I'm Catherine by the way I'm 47 I'm divorced I live with my sister who's a recovering heroin addict I have two grown-up children one dead one who doesn't speak to me and a grandson. Why? Finally speak to you. It's complicated let's talk about you. How would you like to make half a million pounds? You're talking about kidnapping. I'm not happy with this new fella. He comes recommended. He keeps looking at me funny. I'll give him a break. Been inside eight years. Tommy Lee Rice is out of prison. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I didn't want to upset you. If you're not familiar with this series, um, it's in my opinion one of you know the strongest series in the in the BBC's catalogue. Season one and two um, both won BAFTA for you know best British series of the year. Written by um, acclaimed British playwright and writer Sally Wainwright, this is the story of a police detective, kind of like a tough, hard as nails kind of someone that's really lived a a realistic and and kind of tough life who's a police sergeant in West Yorkshire. In season one, her daughter has committed suicide 
and she's kind of recovering from that but also starts investigating links to, to her suicide because I won't give it away but it's brilliant television and then then season two follows about 18 months afterwards and then we've had nearly a seven-year break so when it was announced a year or so ago that the BBC were bringing this back I was like I was quite surprised because it had been such a long gap but also thought where else do they want to take this and how do they want to finish it off so about seven years later we pick up the story and the lead character Catherine the police sergeant is played by the brilliant, absolutely brilliant Sarah Lancashire, who we've talked about uh, before. For those of you that listened to us on the podcast episode where we talked about the series Julia, where she plays Julia Childs, I first became familiar with her in Happy Valley. Um, so she's back and just close to retirement and she's been brought in to, to solve another crime. Someone who was new to Happy Valley recently said to me, oh, it, may, it felt like a British mayor of Easttown. <laughs> and I thought that was quite a good reference point because whilst the one of the things that make it so clever is, or so unique, I felt, was the setting. The writer, Sally Rainwright, is from Yorkshire herself, so she's written what she knows. She's made Last Tango in Halifax, one of your favourite shows, Gentleman Jack, Unforgiven, Scott and Bailey. Like, if you love British crime and British series, you, you're going to love Happy Valley if you haven't come across this already. It's the strength of this of this very grounded and real character who through her own extraordinary grief and circumstance is contributing to her community as as a tough as nails and pragmatic but very good police officer as well so John I know with your previous experience working at the BBC you'd be well familiar with Happy Valley I was was interested to see season three and what it's got to offer but it's been very well reviewed um, and lots of people discovering the series off the back of it so if you see it on the carousel on binge and you go, 2014, it looks like it's old because it, that's when the first season came out, but we've got a brand new season that final episodes just dropped. Yeah, I don't think you can, for people who are unfamiliar with it, almost understate how big a phenomenon the first two seasons were in the UK. And I, It was I, like Broadchurch, wasn't it? It was, it was enormous. Was about it. And yeah. I really liked your Mayor of Easttown reference. And my first thought was actually like Mayor of Easttown is the American Happy Valley because, yeah. but it is a great, it's a great lens to look at it through. That was my friend Amanda who made that reference. I was yeah. like, that's actually <laughs> It's a great reference, yeah. Said it. I was like, that's it. Yeah. And what also is so extraordinary for such a big show is to come back like seven years later and it came back because Sally Rainwright wanted to tell his story this they haven't brought this back as a cash cow or you know mm. they're forcing it to be renewed or anything they they've brought it back after this longer break because they have this story they want to tell about this character in this setting so yeah if you're not familiar with it this is a really big deal and it's amazing that it's back and that we've now got all three seasons of it but I will also say there are some people who sometimes think of British dramas as being you know if you're not into that sort of cozy murder in a garden sort of thing sometimes you might want to dismiss British crime dramas and I think Happy Valley was really one of those crossover dramas that brought in younger audiences it brought Mm. in the traditional murder mystery audience like I remember watching this when it first went out and I was not a classic British murder mystery watcher at the time because it was so compelling and such a big deal so yeah if it's crossed your mind to check out Happy Valley please do it because it's literally never been a better time to watch it now that now that season three is descended so yeah amazing recommendation Allie Sorry to bring the vibe of, ro- of, of romance <laughs> down, but it, yes. yeah, it's very much worthwhile watching. I'm not his granddad. Except you know you are. I'm your dad. You're my son. He's there to remind her every day. That's why she... That is not his fault. Are you all right? I'm just... My daughter's been kidnapped. 
Weighing up the pros and cons of what it would mean to take the law into your own hands. You're a dark girl for you. You're not going to actively seek him out, are you? This week on Skip Intro, we discussed Romantic Getaway, we talked about Starstruck, I recommended that you check out Difficult People, and Ali reminded us all that Happy Valley has just finished its third season, so every episode is streaming for you right now. All of these shows are streaming for you on Binge, which of course you can find on your favourite device. I'm John Vaughan, joined every week by Ali Herbert Burns. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast was produced by Dan Barrett with audio editing and mixing by Chris Yates, and we'll be back next week with more Skip Intro. Skip Intro.